Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross app, Fightful.com. It is February 5th. I got to get used to using StreamYard because this thing always kicks on in the middle of my intro. So here we are. It's Fightful.com. It's February 5th. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, not joined by Jeremy Lambert this week. He is moving to the Buckeye State because, you know, why not? I mean, as if 2020 wasn't bad enough, he just decided, you know what? Let me make my 2021 way, way worse. But we're going to make your 2021 better because we have Andrew Zarian of Matt Men Podcast here. Andrew, how you doing? You know, that that's some intro. I'm here to yeah. make your make your day better, your 2021 yeah. better. We're going to talk wrestling. Uh, yeah. I stayed up late today for you, Sean, to watch SmackDown Live. <laughs> I'm, I'm psyched for this. Do you usually go to bed before this? Oh, uh, dude, you have no idea. Uh, really? I'm such an old man with the two kids. It, it's become like Raw, oh, forget man. it. I can't make yeah. it through Raw when, even when I try. SmackDown's really easy. Like I, I actually yeah. very much enjoy watching all of SmackDown, but... It gets harder and harder, man. You know, 37, wow. 38 years old, two kids, five and four. You know, you start you start slipping sure. a little bit. Sure. Well, guys, check out YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps. We post clips there. We post compilations there. Lots of good stuff. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Also, I had an interview with Shaza McKenzie up this week. She tells some hilarious stories about how she got booked on NXT, AEW, uh, all kinds of stuff. It is worth you guys checking out. And we got content all weekend long. Most importantly, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'm breaking news there all the time, including during this show. And donate a Super Chat if you want your question or statement read on the air. Leave us a thumbs up. Throwback says, have a kick-ass show, guys. Can't wait to see what Edge does next to make all these three champions sweat it out. We'll be talking about that at length later on. Our buddy Tim Traver, who just had surgery, said, I want to thank everyone in the early stages of my left ankle rehab, I want to thank Jeremy, Sean, Alex, and all the positive messages and encouragement 
and being yourself. Well, we appreciate you, buddy. I'm glad to see you're on the road to recovery. Um, I, I know you've had a lot of problems with that, but Xanthius brings up something that isn't a problem. He says, very impressing your package Monday. Be careful, though. Even the most total package can become a husk of itself and unable to get up on its own. You, <laughs> you saw, saw your, my, you saw saw my package. Total, I saw it, and it's 14 inches large and in charge, right? It, oh, that thick. one, yeah. It's total thick. package. It's thick. It's solid. Um, it's got a good color to it. It's yeah. vascular. It is vascular. Um, the striation is very, very good. Look, look, look. <laughs> it can go down or it can go very girthy. Uh, I mean, you know what? It it is in really good condition. It just it just looks really, really awesome. I got my package. You, I, was, I was digging for my Lex Luger and I couldn't, yep. but I did find I did find my Stevie Ray. Ooh. I did have find you, my Stevie Ray. Have you seen the story about like his theme song the the harlem heat song yeah so i i don't know why i went down the rabbit hole of looking up like what went into his theme song it was a sample right oh yeah do you know what the sample was from Uh, i do i i did i should say because i i went down that rabbit hole one night too and (laughs) hateful uh, head helen Right here, right now, right? That was the sample. No, no, no. There was a song. Okay. You know the part where you hear the guy or the hear the person go like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from a song called Sweet Pussy Pauline. <laughs> and a woman named Hateful Head Helen. I don't know which one's the name and which one's the song title, but that sample, Andrew, comes from her saying talking about dudes putting their faces in her ass and saying oh that's brilliant i did we did a full video on it so my my assumption is and tell me if i'm wrong turner somehow owned the rights to that song no i think they licensed it well maybe that's hysterical maybe uh the the guys who actually did the song like or or were part of one of the samples ended up winning like a big copyright suit not against them about against somebody else like um there there's a lot of crazy samples there but before we even get into this show ryan martin says what brand do you think rhea ripley ends up on also your thoughts on parker at bordreau i think people are getting way ahead of themselves with parker he has signed he will be there but people are getting way ahead of themselves i think rhea ripley ends up on raw but uh what do you think um i think both brands would benefit tremendously uh, I would, I would say raw would need her more. Yeah. I would think they already so have Bailey, right? They got Bailey, they got Sasha and they got Bianca. Well, possibly right. If Bianca challenges for the SmackDown title. Yeah. Chris rain says I was there third row for that main event for Hogan versus Andre. First and only time I got to see Andre in person. Well, now you're looking at the 10th wonder of the world right here. <laughs> my package, have my package. Have you Go ever ahead. seen Andre? Why? Never, no, never. no, never. I was, I was, but a wee boy when he passed on. Unfortunately, I saw him at the Garden, and I believe Ooh. that probably was his last WWE appearance <clears throat> on camera at uh, uh, SummerSlam '91. Well, I wish this was Hogan's last appearance on camera. This <laughs> is pointless. <laughs> this is pointless. They're like, "Hey, Hogan's going to be on TV," and basically, he mentions me and Edge were tag team partners. He's going to choose somebody, and I'm like, "Nah, okay, this is." 
fine compared to like like based on what Hogan's gonna do. Whatever. Sean, I don't. You mind. know what's funny though? They they mentioned that they were tag partners, right? They didn't mm-hmm. mention that they were tag champions. Yeah, that together. is weird. For 19 days. Yes, I remember. They, they made it like this big boyhood dream thing, and they showed Edge, yeah. they showed Edge in the crowd at, at WrestleMania six and all this. But we're going to get into the matches. We're going to get into that because, you know, we, we had to have a third Dominic Mysterio-Baron Corbin match. <laughs> Just had to do it. Corbin beat him twice, clean as a sheet, but Dominic eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. So uh, we get this third match. Uh, WWE's been doing a lot better about reducing commercials during Raw and SmackDown matches, which I like. And they they aren't going back to that abysmal, like, ah, two out of three falls. Oh, we're going to restart every match type of thing that they did a couple years ago. Uh, is that is that raising your enjoyment level or anything of, of the show or the in-ring action that they're avoiding? Uh, they're, they're avoiding it as much as they can. Uh, I don't know. I... They do this all the time, you know, so I think I'm kind of used to it at this point. But when did when did it start? When would you say it started? Well, I mean, I started to notice that they were really avoiding like they would start commercials between entrances and matches like three, four weeks ago. I would noticed it. So, I mean, I don't know how long it would have happened otherwise. Yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know. Uh, They they have a reason. You know, yeah, I mean, in their minds. Yeah, and, and I, I do prefer it. I mean, I'd rather not have two commercials during a match if you could just do one in between. But I think Corbin's doing really good taking care of Dominic. Like he's he's a guy that can make Dominic look very good. Dominic's not going to get lost in the ring with this guy. Dominic still has like less than, gosh, what like fifteen twenty matches, and Corbin's Corbin's a safe guy to have in there with him. I think. Yeah, I think having that mini performance center in the Thunderdome has been uh, a big part as to why you're seeing him on TV throughout this entire process. I do find it interesting because it it is a rarity. If you think about it, you know, by today's standard of WWE wrestling, it is very rare for for them to put somebody on TV that has as little experience as Dominic does. Yeah. Yeah. and have him actively in matches. I think the only other person I would think is Braun Strowman, but he was more of a spectacle than a than a performer early on. I think he had like seven, eight matches before he came to the main roster. So I, I I'm always fascinated. I was I I was talking to a friend of mine while I was watching SmackDown, and I, and I brought up I'm like I can't think of any other opportunity for like somebody with very little experience to be put in a category of professional wrestler, not somebody that's pretending to be a wrestler or you know, uh, attempting to be a wrestler. Like they, they look at him they're like, no, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. And here he is. There were, there were some different situations. Like Caitlin got put on NXT like uh, yeah, yeah, way yeah. early, but I mean, she was not having 10, 15 minute TV yeah. matches either. Yeah. I remember they would actively tout the fact that test had like seven or eight matches. I don't know how real that was because I mean, I know that I could find more than that. Just, just looking but I mean, it wasn't a lot that he had. Um, he was also the bodyguard of Montley Crew. Yeah, for that over uh, and over again, they let us know that. Yes, they did. Ray Mysterio looked like he was about to go clubbing tonight. Uh, he was dressed, and then he went and got dirty underneath that ring. Like, come on, Ray! Up, poor Ray. Poor Ray. <laughs> so Ray cheats, and they they screw over King Corbin. Dominic wins with the six one nine and a frog splash. Like, I didn't need to see this match again, but I thought it was. That was solid. It was fine. 
It was okay. I, 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 you know, I, I hate it when you see these matches back to back to back with no definitive end, you know, big ending. It's just, okay, he beat up, beat him up. He's going after Ray and that's it. You're going to move on to Ray. But I think that they've done a decent job. I think Dominic has improved tremendously, especially yes. for a guy with the lack of experience that he does. And he's still very young. I, do you see Dominic being a long-term figure in WWE or is this just, you know, for like a year or two? Oh, I think, I think they'll try to keep him long, long, long term. And he can, I mean, he can kind of play the underdog because we've seen him since he was a little kid. And that like, cause he's not as small as Ray. He's not as big as everybody thinks he is. Everybody seems to think he's like six, two, six, three. He's standing next to Ray. Yeah. Ray's so five, two, five, three. But because he is Ray's like wiry kid, and we've seen him since he was five, six years old, I think that's that's why he can play this underdog pretty well. Also, everybody knows that he's out of his depth, and thus far we've we've seen him have to have help from from Ray to win matches. So, I, yeah, I think so, and I think they're gonna ride him as like their their underdog guy for a while. I'm cool with that. I, he doesn't bother me. You know, there's certain people that bother me when I'm watching wrestling. Especially on Raw. There's a tremendous yeah. amount of people that bother me on Raw. Uh, and, and I'm going to say something that a lot of people may not agree <clears> on. I, I Baron Corbin doesn't bother me anymore. Not <laughs> me either. Like, initially, you're like, oh, man, again. But now you're like, you know what? I'm kind of digging him. Um, I, I, I think he kind of understood the character now. now. Listen, it's not my favorite guy to watch. But as far as a heel that draws heat, uh, he's, he's able to accomplish that. Tremendously, even with no audience, which is amazing. Uh, while we're speaking about that, Ryan B. Jams says, with Cutler released, I'm guessing Blake is no longer with Corbin. Would love to see him reunite with Murphy and go for the tag titles. I, I did really like Cutler and, and Blake with Corbin because it added something fresh. We've seen the same thing out of Corbin for years. Like I know they did the King thing, but come on. That, that, was, that was not even a lateral move. Him becoming the king was a step behind. Do you think it was by design or do you think it was by accident that he was a baron before he was a king? And then somebody says, best heel in the business, Baron Corbin. (laughs) Come on. But Blake and Murphy, I wouldn't mind that. They need tag teams. They obviously don't have any real plans. And also, I do think it would be kind of a great troll move if, Buddy Murphy, who is associated with the Mysterio family, kind of took the remaining night of the Lone Wolf away from Baron Corbin. Like, I think there's a there's a little bit that can can go on there. I, I really wish Baron Corbin would get a tag team partner at this point, though. Who would you make it? Oh gosh, let me let me look up and down the roster real quick. Um, I just think that right now we know he ain't going to be the world champion. We know he is not going to be the world champion, so. I, I would like to see something different. Okay, let me. I'm looking up and down. Um, everybody else is kind of booked up, but they do have. I mean, you got some unassigned people. Mojo Raleigh probably ain't going to be it. Oh, Jinder yes. Mahal ain't going to be it. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, do Bo- you know what I see them doing though. I, I, I for God, I don't know why. I don't know why this makes sense. When I think of a partner for him, the first person that came up is Dolph Ziggler. First person. Yeah, I, but he's I, he's already got his tag team partner. He does. I know. But I feel like that's the guy that they would put with him. That would be the tag team. I mean, yeah. there are a ton of people in NXT, though. Like, there's there's yeah. just 
a bunch they could just throw with him. Like they they could put like Tyler Rust with him or somebody like that. Just somebody completely out of left field. And they could do fine. There's a ton of people in NXT UK that would fit in with him really, really well, too. And honestly, wouldn't hate the grizzled young vets coming up and doing something with him. And then you could have Corbin never taught. <laughs> just just have the grizzled young vets. I can't remember which one it is uh, cutting the promos. But I just want to see something different from Corbin. Just want to see something different. Oh, man. Ryan B. Jam says Black History Month. Of course, WWE puts Hogan on TV. Uh, yikes. Yeah, and, and not only on Black History Month, but literally right before the promo, mm-hmm. the video package for it, which again, by yeah. design, you know, they, they do things like that sometimes <laughs> to kind of dig at people. Yeah. The Dirty Dogs defeated Team Alpha. Street Profits are on commentary with for this. Now, here's the thing. They, they keep clamoring for their rematch, and I, I, I don't like the automatic rematch clause. Don't like it. But these guys, within the, the context of kayfabe, deserve a rematch because they held the title for titles for almost a year. But I don't think it's a very babyface move to like hack commentary and troll about how much they deserve a rematch when the champions are out there fighting and they're not. Like, I think that's a little bit counterproductive. I think if Street Profits were out there winning and it was Ziggler and Rude on commentary talking like, oh, they don't deserve a rematch. They're not going to get a rematch anyway. And the Street Profits won. I think maybe this would go better. Uh, how, how are you feeling about this? I mean, you know, the, their mindset is there's no faces or heels. You know, and by the way, I had a problem with uh, the way that they portrayed Bianca tonight. And, uh, yeah. you know, when when you when we get to that, I'll, I'll, I'll go into it. But I... I I got what they were trying to do, and it did come off like they're just being jerks. They're the baby faces. They're the faces, and they're doing this, but the argument is, well, that's their character. They're zany, and they do stuff like this. Yeah. So uh, there is I, – I mean, you know, dissecting SmackDown like like I did today when I like I took notes and stuff, and I rarely do that for SmackDown, generally for pay-per-views. Yeah. But it is interesting how there is – you could tell – that it's not a, a a writer that's writing these stories. It's multiple writers writing for characters and not storylines. So you could see the difference uh, from character to character in the development. I don't know if that, that's, that's a long-term good thing or a bad thing because things fall apart. And then you have, you know, a, a, a tough character like Bianca Belair pandering and being emotional and not even just, just uh, shocked that she even has a job in WWE. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I did like the finish of this match. It went from Ziggler sending Otis into the post, and then he ate a chaos theory, but he was taking one for the team because old Robert Roode did the glorious DDT and got the win. I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah. Somebody asked if I talked about their new theme. Who had new theme? I didn't hear it. I've learned to tune out entrances. Yeah, there was a new theme for... um... Ziggler and Rude. Okay, I'll, I'll go back and listen to it. But I mean, you know, we were talking about what Baron Corbin needs to freshen up, who he could use as a partner. Maybe he needs a good solid package, Andrew. Oh, oh. Maybe he a, needs a, a, total a good, a total package. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's looking, you know, to hoist somebody up, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as, as a, a total package, he could hoist up. And and you know what? I like the blue branding here. 
because this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help get men stronger and longer-lasting erections, Andrew. Listen, I'm a big fan of Blue Chew. I, 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 I was literally I was reaching for my Blue Chew because I have it right behind me. In this, yes. in this, in the studio, because you never know when you're going to need yes. it, right? That's we have, the thing. we have new do's and don'ts and what we can say. Okay, <laughs> like right. maybe I've uh, violated some of those in the past. So I just want to be, I just want to specify. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. And boy, is it chewable. Yes. Bluetooth tablets help men achieve harder and stronger erections to combat all forms of ED. And it's an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations besides the one that you guys are having with me right now, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. More discreet than people will be after you use it, because they'll be telling everybody about that rock-hard erection process is simple sign up at bluechew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers and once you're approved you'll receive your prescription within days and it's all done online you don't want to be hitting up the doctor or the pharmacy these days if you can avoid it bluechew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient because there is more than one and they're chewable if you don't like swallowing pills there you go bluechew's tap I absolutely love them, Sean. They're great. I just they're great, and I'm not getting paid by them for to say this. Not anymore. They're not (laughs) an advertiser. This is a real testimonial. I absolutely think that they put out a phenomenal product. Just saying, every single product we 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 advertise, I have tried at least once, and let me tell you, Blue Chew is fantastic. They're made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. You can get your first shipment free when you use that code. Fightful. You just pay $5 shipping. That's it. $5 shipping. Got to pay the mailman. They're underappreciated. Ah, oh, Evan Wright says, Andrew Corpsing, send for the man. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Uh, the last time I took Blue Chew, it was, uh, it was pre, it was, it, we were watching a Christmas movie. If you want to <laughs> guess what that Christmas movie was? Um, let's Very see. appropriate for, um, for Blue Chew. Ooh, ooh! I, I've got so many that are going through my head right now. I'm the Grinch. Sure. No, no, you know what? I wish it was. It was Die Hard. <laughs> I wish I was making this up. I I pop one right in the middle of Die Hard. Yeah, and uh, we, you know, I didn't get to finish the movie. I'm just putting it that way. Hmm. Interesting. All righty then. Well, we did have the rest of SmackDown. Uh, Cesaro defeated Daniel Bryan. Michael Cole mentions that Seth Rollins will be back next week. Glad to see him back. What are you? What are you expecting out of Mike? Uh, not out of Michael Cole. What are you expecting out of Seth Rollins? I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting because um, he needs an opponent, right? And he's yes. back. So where do you put him? Do you want to do the Murphy thing again? I, I kind of don't want to. No. Uh, maybe it is Cesaro or Daniel Bryan. You know, either one of those guys, I would be happy to see a program going into WrestleMania or at WrestleMania. Uh, I I think there's a couple guys in limbo right now in, on SmackDown. Cesaro's one of them because you can tell that he's getting a nice little bump right now, right? Yes. He's, he's winning some matches. He looked great with Daniel Bryan. Uh, 
Daniel Bryan, you know, a little bit more emphasis emphasis on him, uh, even though he's putting these guys over. Maybe, maybe either one of those guys, I would be more than thrilled to see Seth Rollins in a feud with. I would kind of like to see Seth Rollins try to reclaim Daniel Bryan. Like, you're losing all these matches. I can help you. And then Daniel Bryan's like, no, maybe we get something there. Daniel says, if he has resigned, what should WWE do with Cesaro? Well, it seems like he's getting a bit of a push. If they're moving away from Cesaro and Nakamura as a team, well, you need to create some more teams. Because it's it's bare bones right now. They just got rid of Knights of the Lone Wolf, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if they're they're getting rid of another team, it's just going to get more frustrating. But uh, how are you how are you feeling about this? We got Taylor Hendricks writing writing an article about Cesaro uh, this weekend, guys. Keep your eye on Fightful.com. So I I definitely think that's a tag team problem. Uh, with is especially now that you cut all these guys out, maybe it is time that you only have one tag title. You know, if there was ever an opportunity to kind of cross-promote cross, cross promote these tag teams and have real serious competition between all, you know, but uh, I was going to call them private party because there's such a similarity in their in their style. But I, I, I've done that three times in the last couple of weeks. But you have, you have multiple, multiple teams right now that are in that echelon, that the top tier, but they don't have any opponents. Yeah. So uh, how do you do that? How do you fix it? Unless you want to create more tag teams, which I don't think they're willing to do right now, considering they cut everybody. But you you have some real, I mean, real good tag teams out there that you're not seeing mixed up. Yeah, they, they, they have to develop more. And I mean, here's the thing, like they've got people there. I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, they don't have any tag teams. That That isn't true. Dominic has said that he wants to win the tag titles with with Ray. Jimmy Uso will be back soon. They do have Gable and Otis. They got the Dirty Dogs. They have Street Profits. They have Nakamura and Cesaro. But when you highlight one or two of them at a time, and then you're like, eh, what are the other ones doing? It doesn't matter. It does create that tag team problem that you mentioned. And they did just tell the, the Knights of the Lone Wolf to hit the bricks. Over on Raw, they got Retribution, New Day, Lucha House Party, Miz and Morrison, Hurt Business, Elias and Riker. But there aren't a ton over there that just scream, oh, my gosh, this is great. Like, Retribution, put the, put them in the tag division. Let them do some stuff. Yeah, I, 100%. And, and that's the thing I, I haven't understood because I would have imagined that they would have had them as a tag team. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's a detriment to the division. When you, got, when you got guys like the Street Profits that are super talented, super charismatic, they're able to cut a promo, and they don't have a real, I mean, a heavy-duty tag team to face. I, we... We, we saw them kind of get this push early on, but I, I don't think it, it's anything with them. I think it's a lack of opponents more than anything else. So during this match, we, we saw Daniel Bryan get frustrated, like progressively as he couldn't put away Cesaro. Cesaro ends up winning clean as a sheet and fist bumps Bryan. We see Nakamura watching backstage. Do you say, think that there's some more integration here? Usually WWE doesn't do this stuff by accident. Usually they're not going to even bring something up unless they're going to beat you over the head with it. But I think a Daniel Bryan is like, hey, let's make this a little bit more subtle because he's that smart. I think that we might be able to see some more integration from these three. And I don't know if that means collectively or as opponents, but I'm open to seeing what it is. I would love to see a best of series between the three of them, you know, who that'd be who, fun because they're, they're all three of them are considered, you know, really good pro wrestlers. Yes. You know, uh, top to bottom. I mean, in re on the show and off in real life, they're the, all three of them 
uh, tremendous, top tier. So why not have not kind of get pro, uh, profiled with Cesaro in a match? You know, just because they're just really good wrestlers and have Daniel Bryan in the mix too. Uh, very good wrestling. Uh, I'm very curious where the direction goes leading into WrestleMania because everything goes in the air now, right? Everything be yes. pulled and put put back in. Uh, we may not get the match that we want, but if if either one of those three guys have a program with each other, I'm happy. I'm just so glad to see them getting to do this stuff and have clean finishes yeah. and and stuff that 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 matters. Oh, and then think we that's got because of Daniel Bryan's, uh, I guess, input on booking. Yes, okay. yes, I do. Right. He's helping out with creative for the love yeah. of God, and uh, yeah, I, I fully do. I fully think think that it was it, it's because of that, um, and and I hope it we it leads to more. And I think right after this, we got Bailey defeating Ruby Riot, and I didn't realize how much I wanted this match <laughs> until it happened. Yeah, like they they killed it in what little time they had, and I was like, oh yeah, wait a second, Ruby Riot was the workhorse on Raw for a long time. She was the one having those fifteen minute matches, killing it. I think that I'll say this again. I think Sheen Liv Morgan could be like the jumping bomb angels of this this generation's tag division, the workhorses that go out and do really great. Nerd Guru says, I think Bailey should go on a tear until about a month before Mania and brag that no one can stop her. Then Becky returns, and that's your Mania match. I wish that would be a very like Roman returns and faces Drew a couple years ago thing. Like, we know who's winning that match. And, um, but I, I think that would be a lot of fun. And people, people asking who you are. He's Andrew Zarian of the Mapman podcast. God damn it. You need the, to check the, it out. The Andrew Zarian. The Andrew Zarian. But we we saw this first off. Let's talk about the match. Yeah, Bailey and and, and uh, Ruby Riot. I thought they had a fantastic match. Yeah, I I, I didn't think it, I would enjoy it as much. Uh, but it it was really good. <laughs> I I Ruby Riot is so underutilized in that company, so underutilized. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's it's actually a shame out of out of all the, all the talent that they have. I think she's one of the ones that really, uh. And I'm I I don't want this to happen. I see her going away and becoming a trainer, you know, oh, in a couple man. of years, and that's going to be the big story. Listen, there's been tremendous, uh, a, a large amount of unbelievable wrestlers that have never made it in the company or wrestled in the company. I think Ruby Riot being there is is a great help, but I, I think she's really good at taking people that are not refined and having really decent matches with them. Uh, and the people that work with her always, you know, kind of do better. We, we've seen that with Liv Morgan, you know. Liv yeah, Morgan has improved tremendously over the last, I guess, two years since kind of being involved with Ruby Riot. And I, from what I've heard, Ruby had had a lot of influence in in mod- modifying her. And and Liv has got the praise of so many of her peers. Billy Kay was on commentary during this, and after the match, like she tried to climb in to help Ruby Riot, but. The reality is Bailey won clean, period. Like there, there was no distraction there. Bill, uh, Ruby was getting her ass kicked, and while Billy Kay tried to help her, she continued to get her ass kicked. So while Liv is like, "What's going on here?" I'm like, "Why are you blaming Billy? She didn't do anything. She tried to help, but Ruby was losing anyway." Yeah, I don't, I don't know why Billy Kay got involved, but it was, it was funny. I'll tell you that. It was. It, yeah. Billy Kay is amazing. She's she's fantastic. I really like her. 
Uh, Ryan B. Jam says, give me an IC chamber match of Big E, Brian, Cesaro, Rollins, Nakamura, and Sammy. Yeah, I'm all for that. Oh, I yeah. would, would very much like that. I that love would that. Be, oh, yeah. Uh, I also don't mind if they, they make like elimination chamber matches, top contender matches for the title. For like for if, if Edge picks Roman, then it's the top contender match for the Raw title. What I don't like is when they give five people a title match in the elimination chamber a few weeks after they were supposed to go through 30 people to get a title match. Yeah. It's like, well, if, if he just waited two and a half weeks and came out during an interrupting promo, you'd have got a title match. Yeah. Yeah. I, Nick- I, 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 I never like the, the follow up where everybody that oh, lost yeah. gets another opportunity to lose. I agree. And, and if, if it's a top contender match, it's like, okay, well, you didn't win the Royal Rumble, but now you have to beat five people. You have to pin or submit like five different people in this structure. I'm like, all right, I can, you can earn a title shot that way. Yeah. Nick Govindan says, surprised that Ripley didn't debut on any brand. Uh, she was not supposed to this week. Um, I, I don't know if they've decided what brand she's going to be on, but I, I think it was reported that she was not going to be on any shows this week. But I was surprised there was no Christian this week, Andrew. Yeah, that was a big surprise to me because I thought I, I, from what I understand, he's going to be more involved. I hope. Uh, I hope. I, first of all, he looks remarkable, right? He looks great. Yes. For a guy that, that, that got, you know, he got cleared a week or so ago, whatever the, whatever the story was. Uh, he looks unbelievable. I thought the, the match would have been if they had, I guess if they were like kind of going this direction, it was going to be Christian and edge or edge and Christian, I should, I should say against Roman and, and Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the next pay-per-view and i guess they could add some weird bizarre stipulation where if they win then edge gets his title shot if he doesn't he doesn't get the title whatever they whatever the hell they want to do but i was surprised not to see christian involved but the the ending with ko kind of threw me off even more i gotta see edge and christian face new day at some point i gotta see it Uh, i've been pushing for christian to face big e just because of how things were left off and gaining a little bit of traction I think it'd be a big Intercontinental title match, but I was very shocked to not see Christian tonight. Uh, I was very shocked, especially considering, man, after all that happened in the Royal Rumble, there was so much buzz about Christian. So much. Imagine he joins Roman's family. Oh. (laughs) Ron Patel says, I understand WWE is looking at YouTube views more than ratings. I heard that 80% of the YouTube views are from India. Is that true? I don't think it's true. I'll look more into the the numbers that they have. I mean, that's something that's commonly thrown out like, oh, all their views are from India. I don't think so. Um, Facebook trends a lot higher in India, I believe, than YouTube. But I'll look more into it. But WWE does that. They're bullshitting people that way. It's the shifting of the eyeballs. Well, the shifting of the eyeballs, it's not what, it's not what NBC and Fox are paying you for. How do you feel about this? So, uh, I, I, do you so, like linear eyeballs? So I, I'll, I'll start off when I, people get upset when I talk about this, when I uh-huh. talk about how the viewership works, I, I live and breathe in the marketing and advertising bubble. Yeah. You know, I, I'm very engulfed in it and I, and I have a lot of context at USA at, at NBC at, yes. at Warner media group, uh, Sean. You have one unheard message. <laughs> 
Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I've spoken about this. So when... I, that 80% number is, I do not believe that's accurate. It is a high number from India, uh, yes. but it's not 80%. And this is the new jargon that every company <clears throat> is saying when it comes to their TV property, that the, the eyeballs are shifting. It's more digital based. It's more YouTube and clip based. But at the end of the day, like you said, half a million dollars or uh, I'm sorry, half a billion dollars or $320 million for a TV rights deal. I would not want to hear that. If I'm NBC, I'm going to say, well, I don't care what you're putting on YouTube and then stop putting it on YouTube. If that's the problem. Yeah. YouTube, you know, they YouTube is a nice chunk of revenue for them. They were, I think number two or three, as far as revenue goes, on they YouTube make a good year. amount of money. It was down. Okay. I, I know their viewers or their views were down huge, at least based on their like top 10, top 12 videos. Yeah. Didn't even approach because I look at all those every year. I do the top videos for AEW, New Japan, MLW, ROH, and WWE. It was it was a down year, and it's going to be a down year. But yeah, but um, I, I I don't think that's a accurate representation. Listen, we also have a battle within these companies because you have guys that have been in marketing and advertising and, and all sales essentially working, you know, for the last twenty years within that company or thirty years, and now there's a whole younger generation that's infiltrating the 20 something year olds in, in the early thirties that have a very different philosophy when it comes to content consumption. So now you have, uh, you're in this middle ground where this is an evolutionary period in the way that we consume media. Listen, we have 500 and something people watching us at this very moment. Yeah. Right. Those people traditionally would be watching something else on television, but they're not, they're watching your, your beautiful face and, and my eyebrows at this moment. You know, that, that's, that's, that's a problem for TV. So when you're WWE and you know that that's what's happening, you got to be the total package. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Myron Kidd says who's more popular in India, WWE or Impact. I would imagine WWE. <laughs> I would imagine WWE. Mahabali Shera ain't, ain't getting 
getting that much done. 20 million views. Yeah. <laughs> Superstar spectacle. Yeah. My God. Oh. They knew gender's a tremendous draw on that love. Listen, if they knew that gender was such a draw, you think maybe they would have kept them as a baby face, huh? Yeah. In India. Yeah. Well, we had Bianca Belair come out. She she cut a promo backstage as well, and we saw her parents reacting. That was very cool. Writing lines for her like, oh, I had to say, new phone, who dis? And I'm like, uh, oh, why are y'all doing this? Why are y'all I, doing this to her? I, I She's too good. I a big problem with this. I, I It bothered me. Go ahead. And I, I really get affected to that level when it comes to their writing. But it did bother me because you could tell that it wasn't a genuine reaction. And her genuine reaction that she had was so much better than what they could ever write for her. Yeah. And, you know, they, they decided that they're going to write her. And it doesn't come out genuine. It doesn't come out believable. And to me, I think she's a badass. I think she's great. She has a cockiness to her that works because she's a real athlete. You know, she's a legitimate athlete. This is, this is top to bottom. This is what they did with Ricochet. They were like, same exact thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know what? Well, so, some people say that superheroes don't exist, but gosh golly. He... <laughs> no, he's the <laughs> baddest son of a bitch there. Like, yeah. you look at him and you go, wow, he can, he can do all this physical stuff. Oh, by the way, he's stronger than a significant part of the roster, too. He can do these delayed vertical suplexes, but they make him, oh, gee, gosh golly, I'm just so fortunate to be here. He should be like, no, motherfuckers, you, yeah. you're lucky that I'm here. Well, listen, Sean, we, we all know that they're broke, right? Wrestlers don't make money. Oh, yeah. Right? We know that. So they're just 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 so thankful to have an opportunity in this in this economy. Oh, man. To just well, get by. Some, the sommelier, uh, Reginald, comes out. And Eloquent says, why would Reginald care if Bianca can beat Sasha? Well, I mean, I, I do understand this psychology. Because if you're Reginald... You want Bianca to pick Oscar. That way, you're not blocked. That way, yeah. your your buddy Carmella is not blocked from a title shot. I mean, that that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get Bianca to be like, no, you're. We know you're a threat. Go go to Raw where you're no longer a threat, please. Yeah. So, I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Natalie says, "I love the Bianca Sasha tease. Can't wait for this story." Usually listen to the podcast live or, or usually listen at work, but tuning in live, love everything you, everything you do. Well, thank you, Natalie. I really appreciate you. But um, it, I, I'm all on board for Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, and I'm all for them main eventing night one of WrestleMania. I think that's something that you do. Uh, I, I think it would it would be a special, special moment with two special talents. How did you feel about this after the promo about the possibility of that happening? You know, uh, when Sasha when Sasha came out, uh, you could tell immediately that they had natural char- uh, charisma together, natural mm-hmm. uh, chemistry together. I should say, uh, it works. It works. Yes. Uh, I, I and listen. All indicators are pointing that that's going to be the match because Oscar's already involved with Charlotte to some extent. Uh, I think that that may happen, but they've left it open because Charlotte's already feuding with Lacey. So I don't yeah. know if they're going to go with Lacey for Charlotte at WrestleMania. But the real story is cool. for Oscar. You know, I, I, do I want to see Oscar and Charlotte? Yeah, kind of. I mean, if that's what my choices are, I'll take it. I'll take that over seeing Bianca Belair and Oscar because I really want to see Sasha and and Belair. I really wouldn't mind if they went like 
Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Charlotte in a triple threat type of thing. I would love that too. Because Charlotte's got history of beating both of them at WrestleMania. Uh, I think there there could be something there. Uh, Bianca ends this by whipping Reginald uh, with (laughs) with her hair, which I've missed so much. But Sasha came out too and really put over put over Bianca and Brandon Charles Powell said that Sasha laugh. I think she's a baby face, but that laugh is too heel for me. I think the laugh is so obnoxiously heel that it becomes baby face, that it's so ridiculous that you're like, okay, that's kind of funny. Jeremy says it's not funny when you got to listen to all of her media interviews all week and she does it. (laughs) Oh, is that what she's been doing all all, all week? She does the, the, the ridiculous laugh. Uh, but the nerd guru says it's a perfect woman's feud to main event mania. I've seen this before. And then Vince added Charlotte. Any chance of that happening again? I would be shocked if they added Charlotte to this, it would be such a tone deaf thing. Considering the fact that you would have two African-American female performers headlining a night of WrestleMania. That would be so big for so many people, so many people that quite frankly, have been denied opportunity within the company for so, so long. Yeah. I, th- I think you wanted a hundred percent is tone deaf. Uh, yes. it, I, when to kind they of love tone deaf, bit, huh? <laughs> they love tone deaf. They though. love tone deaf. No, they love tone deaf. That's, that's right up the rally. It's by design. Mm-hmm. It's by design to be tone deaf. No, mm-hmm. I, I think for Charlotte being injected into the, uh, the Rhonda and the Becky feud, I, I understand when I was explained what the plan was with that, I understood. I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Unfortunately, they didn't go forward with any of it afterwards. Yes. We never got the one-offs. We never saw, I mean, obviously things came into play, right? Rhonda left. Uh, Becky got pregnant. Charlotte, Charlotte, did she get hurt? She left for a little bit. I forgot what she, it was. She had a couple of different surgeries. Well, I think one surgery was before. But yeah. yeah, she she did have she took some time off a couple times. But you know, looking at the big picture, you've set up two tremendous blockbuster main event women's matches for the future. You have one with Charlotte and Ronda. You have one with Becky and Ronda, which has to headline a WrestleMania event. Yes, next year or or SummerSlam something. But you're absolutely right. Night one, you can't you can't put Charlotte yeah. and imagine if Charlotte beats them clean. I mean, I, I'm looking right now at some major WrestleMania matches. I think Sasha and Bianca can main event night one. I think Becky and Ronda, as a, as an attraction, can either like co-main event as the two part-timers or main event. And I think in the future, a four-horsewomen four-way can main event the show too. So they, they have a wealth of options in that regard. Yeah, their women's division is stacked. Oh, it is. Uh, I, I say this all the time. They have the best women's division in wrestling. Uh, and they, it's they've spent years developing this. And I, you know, you watch, I, I'm watching Impact. I'm watching everything. But uh, it, nothing compares to the women's division in WWE. NXT and main roster, really. Marcus Ryan says maybe Rhea versus Asuka. I would love that. I would love that. That would be an awesome. Uh, it would be a middle of the card WrestleMania match. But that's that's a hell of a WrestleMania match. It's one that would kill. And if you're doing Charlotte and Lacey there, that can be a lower card WrestleMania match. But, I mean, if you're doing 16, 17 Mania matches, you're going to have something like Charlotte versus Lacey on there, probably. You're going to have something that you look back and you go, Kane and William Regal on Mania? That happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what the, year was that? Yeah, I, I think 
oh one oh one yeah i think yeah. it was oh one uh, guys get it you need go to ahead sorry I, no sorry I, I have a crazy delay in my headphones from what i'm saying so i'm trying to oh, no time problem. it in my head uh, i gotta reboot this thing but it's the worst time to reboot it when you're doing a show yes uh welcome to ip audio sean where, where <laughs> things get delayed every now and then no, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I think you're going to need some of these kind of, kind of between matches. But, I mean, how many matches are we talking about right now? Are we looking at 17, 16 matches? Well, I mean, it's two nights again, and it's two nights with fans. And I know they don't want to burn people out. And I know they don't want to do all that. But I would expect it to be at least what it was last year. At least. But with fans, you know how WWE is done. They've, they're like, oh, six, seven hours. They ain't doing that. But last year, we got nine matches on night one, 10 matches, or it was nine matches on night two. Then they filmed Drew and Big Show. So we're talking 18 matches over two Uh, nights then. So I'm thinking we get probably 18 to 20. And that's just just me. That's just me. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. too many. Oh, man. Guys, get your super chats in. Leave a thumbs up. Up next, we have that sirloin beef sons of bitch. Biggie, big sweaty men slapping me. You know what? Maybe you want to become a sirloin beef sons of bitch. Maybe you want to be a big sweaty <laughs> man and slap some meat. Well, you know what? Our friends at Gainful are going to get you there. If you're trying to build muscle, lose weight, or get your nutrition back on track, protein is critical, and Gainful has you covered. It's personalized to your exact nutritional needs to work for you. It provides customized protein based on your body type, diet, fitness habit, and goals. It's designed by a team of sports nutrition experts that work with pro teams and athletes. They are optimized for performance with simple and effective ingredients. There is not filler. There is not gluten. There is not soy. And if you're trying to become a big sweaty man slapping meat, you don't want that soy or anything artificial. You get free, unlimited one-on-one access to your own registered dietitian. There is no other protein that comes with this. And here's the cool thing. You are not stuck with a giant tub of one flavor of protein. That can get really, really boring. You get a pouch of unflavored protein, and then you get single-serving flavor boosts, whether it's cookies and cream, Madagascar vanilla, chocolate peanut butter, strawberry cream, cafe mocha, rich chocolate. They got you all covered. You can switch it up all the time. You can even combine them. Uh, you can add unflavored protein to your smoothies or recipes. It's the most versatile protein you can possibly get. There are a lot more options than just going to the store, buying a tub of protein. It makes it, you dread you dread uh, that, that protein a lot less when it, when it tastes good, when you can switch it up, when you can do all kinds of different stuff and you're not stuck with that one tub. You can take this really quick quiz and you get to choose the flavor boosts that come with your protein. I chose the cookies and cream. I chose the chocolate peanut butter. My uh, chocolate peanut butter is my favorite. It's it tastes amazing. And with their subscription, you'll receive monthly shipments straight to your door. And you can pause them whenever you want. You can change the frequency or update your formula and flavors. And you can get fifteen dollars off your first month when you go to gainful.com/fightful. Gainful, just like fightful. G a i n f u l dot com slash fightful get fifteen dollars off your first month i am loving gainful i tried them out uh and i was able to um you know you know how i do i tried something out i like it then we make a little deal ski i hit them up i'm like hey you're gainful we're fightful let's do some business here and look at this jk schwall saying gainful is great that's the thing 
I, I love the ability to switch things up. Like I can get my protein through any number of flavors or it's like, all right, you know what? I'm making a smoothie. Let's dump this protein in there. Gainful.com slash Fightful. Brandon Charles Powell says, can't believe Apollo didn't see that big ending coming. How could he miss it? I thought Big E got that done pretty quick. I thought that was a pretty smooth transition. Uh, what, what did he miss? Because I'm trying to remember what it was. So Apollo had thrown Sammy. He yeeted him over the, the barricade. Okay. And then Apollo runs in and Big E is getting up. And Big E just catches him and hits him with the big ending. I thought it went together really, really yeah. well. Yeah, me too. I, I thought I missed something. I thought something happened there. No, I thought I thought it looked really, really good. Yeah. Uh, this match seemed like it was set up to highlight Apollo Cruz, but Sammy was giving and giving and giving in this match. Like he he wasn't doing a lot of flashy stuff. He hit his finish, but it was Apollo doing that awesome moonsault to the floor, doing his Tope Kangiro that was looked really incredible, and then there was the double suplex from Big E. I thought this was fun. This is the kind of thing I want to see on Friday Night SmackDown. A good match, 10 to 15 minutes with some stakes. I liked it. What do you think? It's a really different show than Raw, huh? Yeah. A, a really different yeah. show. And, and I think, you know, it's a wrestling show. Uh, you know, luckily for us, we enjoy wrestling. So when you see these matches, like the Daniel Bryan match previously that we mentioned, and this Big E match, you know, you're watching, you're, you're leaving. Once that bell rings and the match is over, you leave happy you're like you know what that was good yeah i enjoyed that oh that promo that roman cut i loved it i i don't have the negativity that sits with me and i don't know if it's an end of the week thing you know i'm, I'm big into things like maybe it's me maybe maybe it's the way i'm watching wrestling because i really believe the yeah. way you consume wrestling will play a big part if you enjoy it or not like i do the watch along. sean you were on the watch along last week for <laughs> royal rumble it's so much fun to watch yes. it with people that you're not getting a true idea of what's going on. So I actually rewatch it the following day, which sucks because you got to sit there for five hours and rewatch what you watch. But, you know, it's a different environment and it's a different feeling. I don't know if I enjoy SmackDown because it's that much better or if I'm just watching it on a different day that my mind is in a different place. It doesn't hurt that it's so much more digestible, too. And I thought that this match was, I, th- I thought it was fun. Like I said, that they, it had stakes, it mattered. Yeah. I'm all for it. Big E looked awesome. Sami Zayn did what he was supposed to do. Apollo Crews looked awesome too. And I want to see this continued chip on the shoulder of Apollo Crews because that was great. I loved everything about this. All for it. Ryan B. Jam said, not really about SmackDown, but I got a commercial three times for The Rock's new show called Young Rock. Looks similar to Chris Rock's old show. Yeah, I mean, it, it was about a younger Chris Rock and this one's Young Rock. Here's the thing, Andrew. If I'm Peacock, I'm saying, "Hey, Dwayne, let's let's can we get you on Raw sometime? Can we can we get you to pop up on a pape? Maybe do some cross promotion here." Have you seen the dude that's playing Iron Sheik? No, I haven't. Okay, his name is Brett. I I can't remember his last name. I've been I've been talking to him on on Instagram because he looks so freaking impressive. You got to look this guy. Up. I'm looking at him right now. He looks. So remarkably <laughs> like a does. young chic, uh, you know, Brett Azar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gr- really, I mean, he's really committed to the character. He's still walking around with a mustache and everything. 
Oh, he looks awesome. He looks Jesus awesome. Yeah, Christ. you guys have to look him up. He's. I actually, I, I reached out because I wanted to get him on the show, do an interview with him. Because, yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like when when a character that's so different takes on that role and now commits to it, you know, he's a handsome guy. He's, he's a fitness guy. He's an actor. He's not this shaved head mustache, you know, Iranian that's God. running around like a lunatic. Uh he actually, he kind of reminds me of half my family. He looks that that's the character, <laughs> you know, half my family. Go to a family event. You're getting a bunch of Iron Sheiks yelling at you. God, but, the woman they got to play The Rock's mom looks just like her, too. too. Yeah, my yeah. God, the casting on this show. And Rocky Johnson, too, looks great. Yeah. Looks the Andre, awesome. the hair's good. The rest, yeah. otherwise. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's, hard. it's very hard. Him and Hogan, it's, impossible. It's very hard. I'm I'm excited to check this out, like, just based on that casting. man. Brett Azar, that 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 man brought it. Uh, really like that. Uh, we got a super chat from David Dickers, our friend. He says, "You know, a firing is real when I see a, receive a future endeavors mail from my boss." Damn man, I hope you get back on your feet. You know, we're thinking of you. This this sucks, but everybody send good wishes to our friend Dickers. We love him. Ryan Martins says, "What brand do you think Rhea Ripley ends up on?" I think you you arrived here. A little late. We also answered our, our thoughts on Parker Bordeaux, but I'll say it again. I think people are getting way ahead of themselves with Parker. Uh, potential? Sure. But they they skipped an awful lot of of stuff to get him yeah. signed. And I think Rhea Ripley ends up on Raw. What are your thoughts on these two? So Parker's been on their radar for like six months now, right? Yeah, yeah. For quite a while. So He's I, made it very clear. So I, it's funny because... God, like... I want to say little over six months. So closer to the beginning of the pandemic, I was talking to somebody and they said, Hey, there's this guy who looks just like Brock. Yeah. Uh, he's very impressive. And literally like two days later, that photo of him kind of showing his quads, yes. you know what I'm talking about? That, that everybody got, I was like, yeah. okay, this is interesting. So there is something going on. He's very impressive to look at. But other than that, you really, I don't know anything beyond how well he would do. Listen, Brock Lesnar is an anomaly. I don't think he – actually, he didn't survive in wrestling, right? Because he left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he it, left. It just wasn't his thing. He just He's just such an impressive human being where no matter where he went, he was going to be successful. He ended up yes. coming back years later. But you know, if, he would, if he would have tried to go to the NFL years earlier, Brock Lesnar would have succeeded. If he oh, would have went to the NFL out of college, he would have made a team. I don't know if he would have been a star, but he would have made a team. Well, even UFC, right? If he went into UFC in 2002 wow. – you know, it would have been a very different, you know, 2000s for the UFC in Pride. Yes. You know, yes. Mark Coleman and, 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 you know, all those matches that would have been very different. It's, you know what? Brock would have been in Pride. 100%. Yeah, that's what I think. I think Brock would have probably. Fry. And there wasn't any drug testing. Well, there was drug testing in Pride, but it explicitly <laughs> said we ain't testing for steroids. Yeah, they tested for <laughs> cocaine and weed. Yes. They yeah. were vice cops over there. Like, that's what mm-hmm. they were. Oh, man. Well, uh, the, the most super chatted segment of the show is obviously the the opening segment, which led to the main segment. And Roman Reigns continues to be awesome. The only criticism I have was the hilarious looped, you suck, you suck, you suck chants. Those were so bad. But... You know what's bothering me about the piped-in audio? It's not so what's much the piped-in audio. It's the, the mic work because they're not doing an arena effect, right? Because they're not piping the audio through the building. 
it's just piping through uh, the you know the the board, so it doesn't it, it doesn't mix properly, so it comes off daunting. <laughs> you know, like when you hear Roman talking into a clear microphone, and he got the and he got the you suck chat behind him or the booze. It the 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 piped in chants don't bother me as much as the possibility of 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 him not going through the PA. So you I don't have that find, arena effect. I need to find out if this is affecting any of the wrestlers. Like if they're watching stuff back and they're like, I didn't even know that that sound was there. Like any of that. But uh, Drew Nicholas says before the opening promo was over, I was already sold on Roman and Edge for Mania. Drew would be fun, but there are enough challengers on Raw. Well, I disagree that there are enough challengers on Raw because they have not built up anybody to world champion level on Raw. Uh, are uh, you forgetting Bill Goldberg? Oh, God. And I think that's what it's going to be. I think the they're going to do it again. The up-and-comer, Bill Goldberg? I think they do it again. I really do. But it's WWE's fault that they 50 50 everybody. But, yes, I'm all on board with Edge and Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns is like, you should be begging to face me. And then he yells because Edge wasn't there yet. So good. He felt disrespected. When when Roman raises his voice, there's a reason for it. And I love it. Yeah. I, I thought Heyman selling it really <clears throat> put it over the top. And I think Jay Uso being numb to it because he gets yelled at all day long from him really helped the 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 the, the promo. It's a great point. That is a great point. So Roman says, Edge, you gotta decide later on. You you gotta make that decision. We see Edge backstage. He fist bumps Sony Deville. So we've seen him do that with a lot of younger talent that WWE thinks a lot of. I think that's cool. It's a nice little thing. And it's a way to get Sonya on screen all for it. But Edge comes out. Reigns comes out with Heyman and, and Jey Uso. And Edge is like, oh, you brought all your buddies. And he's like, don't worry. Paul won't kick your ass unless I tell him to kick your ass, which I thought was so funny. And Brandon Charles Powell brings up, you're going to make the head of the table wait. Love that line. Roman is the best. Roman kicked ass here. And lines like that is what we've always wanted to see out of Roman because he is that good. He should know he's that good. This is kind of what we're talking about with the ricochets and Biancas of the world. They should know they're that good. They shouldn't be like, oh, thank you very much, sirs and ma'ams, for... for Letting me be here. I know I'm an elite athlete, but I'm just, I'm so fortunate. What's a baby face that's gotten over with that gimmick? Nobody. A baby face that's just pandering and a baby face that's just so happy to be there. You don't really see that on a main event character. And I think, again, that's a big problem. Roman Reigns, he knows he's the grand poobah. He's the shit at the end of the day. He is the man of that company. And a couple of weeks ago, he cut a great promo. He goes, I'm sick and tired of carrying this company on my back. Yeah. That was, uh, you know what? That worked. Because in a way, he, that's a heel, right? That's a heel promo. Screw you. This guy's better than you. You're not carrying this company. But in reality, you're like, oh, shit. You know what? This company yeah. is relying on this guy. Yes. And he's doing, and he's going at 120%. <laughs> it's a guy that recovered from leukemia. He came back. He's a whole different guy now. He has this great persona. Um, you know, he has, I, I, I have not seen a 180 on a character to this level. Uh, I, I can't think of anybody, you know, it just makes me think if Cena had decided to ever do that turn or WWE for, for Cena decided to do that turn, yeah. what it could have possibly been in the era that Cena was in, you know, like 07, 08, even 2010 to do something. 
uh, it would have been a very, uh, you know, shift, a pivotal shift in the company. Roman Reigns has done that. Uh, unfortunately, he's in front of nobody. He's performing in front of an empty building. Yeah. And that's definitely hindered it. But it speaks tremendously at the capability of Roman Reigns that he's been able to get this over, this new persona over, uh, with nobody in the building. I think he's probably getting cheered if there are fans, though. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that for now they can establish it. Nerd Guru says Becky called herself the man. It was mega over. Uh, well, Owens rolled out, hit a stunner, and left. So Edge didn't give an answer. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people that aren't too keen on that. I'm not either. I don't need to see Owens and Reigns again. I, I don't need to see it. Trevor L. says, said it earlier with Louie and SRS. I'll say it again. Edge, Roman, KO, triple threat at Mania. Edge pins KO, gets his title while still protecting Roman. Now, here's the thing. I, Nerd Guru kind of... I'll piggyback these. He says, Edge and Roman would be amazing, but I'm hoping he picks Drew because the SmackDown chamber would have Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Jay, uh, and that would be great. Yeah. But I don't buy a single one of them beating him. I don't buy a single one. I think Seth and Roman would be, that's that's a WrestleMania caliber match. I think Daniel Bryan and Roman could be. All due respect to those other four, I don't, or five, I don't see that. Normally, I would say Owens, yes, but he's faced him three times. And How are you feeling about the options right now? Uh, I, I, you know what? Nerd Guru's statement, I like a lot. Yeah. If it was any other person at any other time, like I, I get, I listen. You look at that. You look at that chamber. You put Seth, Dana Bryan, Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura, Jay, Ray, and Kevin Owens. Listen, Ray or Kevin. They're not going to do anything for me. Jey Uso, maybe that's a story, right? Maybe he has an opportunity to face them. But they've built something else here, and, and I don't think it's it's these guys. Seth Rollins, I would I would use him at another time for sure. I, I you know what that that's a blockbuster match, but Seth is a heel, right? Yes. So you're not going to have the heel versus heel, and I don't think this is enough time to momentum at least to turn Seth face. So Daniel Bryan and Cesaro. <laughs> Uh, they you're right they're not beating him and, and even if they do beat him it wouldn't be this realistic ending uh we have a couple other super chats along the way uh lorenzo torres says that he wasn't keen on it on roman and edge and the thought of roman dropping the title after tonight he needs to see that match well that's the thing at least edge and roman gives me doubt i don't want to see edge beat roman reigns for the title in fact I would much rather see Roman Reigns obliterate Edge for like 10 minutes, like go home, old man type of thing, than Edge win the title. But what about Brock? I wouldn't mind that either. That's the funny thing is I never never thought I'd be interested in a Brock and Roman match again. Never thought I would be. And now all the the ingredients were in place, which here's the thing. Everybody that watched the show knew that if they did this, it would make it more interesting. Yeah. Ray says, remember KO was mad about RKO and the edge attack, talking about watching him for years. Maybe he's there to even the numbers for his hero. Maybe, but after seeing him go after the title so many times, I don't think that's the, I think Owens is after Reigns now. I mean, they, he hit him with a golf cart. The love of God. Yeah. Ryan B. Jam says, Roman asking Edge to say his name, but acting kind of shady and calling him baby. Wonder why the sudden change and wanting to say his name. Very clever. Very clever. Uh, Rob Wilkins wraps us up by saying the Parker Brock comparisons reminds me of when I used to get Bastion Booger comparisons. <laughs> Go to facebook.com slash fightful online. Please do, guys. And please check out the Map Men podcast. 
Uh, I have been on there several times. I love the stuff that that uh, they do over there. Really fun show. Uh, please tell them about it before we head out. You know, I always say we're not. Uh, I don't act as a journalist, as a professional. That Me Sean either. is. Me either. Uh, <laughs> I, I some I, I tend to get tips a lot because. A lot of yes. people, a lot of people in these certain companies like me for some reason. I don't know why. So why I get I, tips? You get tips. You get the total package. You know what? A total package. Just you get just the tips. Just the tips. You know what? That's a website. We get, we should do that. Someone should buy. You know what? You need a domain name sponsor now. That's called, and then you need to buy the domain name just the tips with Lex Luger's oh, face on there. God. But uh, we do. You know, we have a lot of fun on the show. We try to talk about the positive of wrestling obviously a lot of bad and we'll talk about it. we don't we don't dwell on the bad because we all know what the bad is but we like to have a lot of fun listen it's a very silly sport uh it, it's grown men oiled up wrestling i absolutely love it uh so we have fun with it we also deliver some news uh we break some stories every now and then and then i just piggyback off of sean and i and i'll read the uh the fightful uh patreon emails that i get regularly I appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. I mean, there, there was so much to talk about tonight. But uh, tell, tell the people where they can follow you on social media and all that stuff. Yeah, you can follow me at Andrew Zarian. Mattman Podcast on on uh, on Twitter. Mattman Podcast on Instagram. Mattman Pro Wrestling on TikTok. We're on TikTok now, Sean. We got to get that younger demo. Wow. Listen, I'm 18 to 24. That's what we need. I'm aging I, out of here. I do technically have a TikTok. I just never use it. It's oh, at- you got to do it. It's at Sean Ross slaps your mom. Oh. <laughs> Listen, maybe you need a fightful one. I, I, I do I think should. you should do it because I got to tell you, it, it's been, if you look at my TikTok, it's an exact example of what my show yeah. is. Uh, I'll dress up in, in, in some crazy outfit and do some TikToks and do the show that way. And then we're delivering some breaking yeah. news at the same time. So uh, it's a lot of fun. Dude, I absolutely love wrestling. Uh, it's been something that has been in me since 1989 that I can't, I can't eliminate. I can't yeah. stop watching it. Uh, I, I attribute that to my father, my grandfather that were bodybuilders and absolutely would love watching these guys and critiquing how they all had bad legs. <laughs> I, I'll t- I told that story one time about how they would make me pose my, my leg, my calf muscle. Cause they're yeah. crazy. Bo- they were crazy bodybuilders and it's something apparently that you're born with. You're born with these kind of legs. You don't, you can't develop those legs. So yeah, uh, I've, I've tried. I've got little bird legs. No, my my calf muscle is ridiculous. It's like a boulder. I can't I, I can't build them. It's it's wild. It, JL it's genetic. JL says SRS has done seven eight podcasts this week. More, more than that, I did the watch along on Fightful. I did the watch along on uh, Wrestle Talk. I did the watch along on Matt Men. I did the post show on Fightful. I did the Raw show. The backstage report, the Q and A show, listen, your boy. List goes on. Wednesday night war. I did Louis show today and SmackDown tonight. Um, I have That's done twelve podcasts since last Sunday. Twelve podcasts Are you off on the weekend. Do you take yes. off at least? Okay. I, I am off tomorrow and Sunday. I am taking off. I am not doing anything. I don't care if. Andre the Giant rises from the grave and takes a dump out of the back of a moving truck. Oh, also Monday Night Live with Kenny McIntosh. That's 13. Holy crap. And I am wrapping up, guys. This is it. I'm clocking out. Follow Andrew Zarian. Check out Fightful. Subscribe to Fightful Select. We're out. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.